0: Good day, everybody. How are you doing? How are you on this wonderful Wednesday? As we creep ever closer to Christmas, I hope that you're enjoying. I hope you're enjoying your time. You know, this time of year gets a little fast. It gets a little, you know, passes quickly. It's good to take just a minute to like chill and uh, live in the moment a little bit. So, there's that. Uh the the chief's uh blackface kid uh in, in, in like uh this story gets even more hilarious. Uh I couldn't I I I just couldn't I I couldn't imagine a more hilarious turn of events. Like I I just can't uh you know a, 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 like it, it is it, it, it it's 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 just so good everything about it everything about it just so good it, it really just kind of like it warms this old man's Bias heart. By the way, still in first place in the dart league. No big deal. Shot a pretty good game last night. I think I shot like a, I don't know, a 24 and 01. I think that's pretty good for me. 24, 25. I think
1: somewhere, somewhere on there. That's pretty good. I played well. Lot of season. Lot of season left.
0: A lot of of season left. We're opening up a little bit of a lead,
1: which is uh, nice. How was all of your Tuesday nights?
0: That's because you're tall and can lean right to the board. Yes, that is a common burn that I get from other dart players. But I'm also not that good. It'd be... I might have like I think last time I had th- three hat tricks two or three
1: and that's like a that's a lot for me. Guys who are really good get lots of them, you know. Guys guys who are like really good at it, they might get 5 or 10 in a night. But I'm always ha- I'm happy just to get one. It's fun just to compete, guys. No, nobody
0: actually thinks me being tall helps me that much. It's just a thing that like people like joke
1: about, you know. Locals chat is up and running as well. Um,
0: yeah, lots to talk about today. Definitely some interesting stuff.
1: How tall am I? I'm like six five ish. My darts game is in fact a write-off. That's correct. That most of most of the
0: things in my life are. Although I did meet a guy who has a recipe uh a recipe for like bloody mary mix that was pretty good
1: um and uh i might i might buy his business just saying i have hype i have hype privilege that is true. So Rumble announced this morning that they have also filed a federal lawsuit against
0: Media Matters. Absolutely love it. You know, Media Matters ran a hit piece on me saying I was a 9/11 truther simply for watching a video um simply for watching a video that asked questions about 9-11. Because I watched it, Media Matters wrote an entire article about me and said I was a
1: 9-11 truther. Conspiracy theorist. Yes, I did say Bloody Marys, yeah. So
0: what I like about this is
1: we need more.
0: We need more lawsuits. Who else can sue them? Who else should be a good, uh, uh, Elon, Rumble, um, Gab probably could. Shout out Gab.
1: I think Gab should do it too. The tax, the lawsuits are tax write-off. I actually don't know if, is that true?
0: Oh, Crowder could, yep.
1: You should Well, these lawsuits take a lot of money. Like a lot. Daily Wire? Yep, they could. I think I think that the people that have the money should absolutely just bury them. Andrew Tate probably could. Rumble files federal defamation lawsuit against co-founders of purported
0: watchdog group. Longboat Key, Florida. Rumble, the video sharing platform and cloud service provider, filed a lawsuit in federal court in Florida against the two co-founders of purported watchdog organization. Oh, it's Nandini Jammy. Oh, Yes. Dude, okay, I'm actually I'm gonna cover this in a standalone video because I'm sorry. Um, uh, I really, I really, you know, you guys know I really try to keep this. You guys know I really try to keep this show PG, but like, you know what? I'm bringing it back. This chick's a fart knocker. I think we need to make fart knocker a thing again. Let's bring it back
1: along with the, along with the, uh, tax write-offs this. Oh, this is it couldn't
0: have happened to a better person. She'd gone out. Of, she's definitely gone after
1: Tim cast. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Let's see this. I
0: have excellent news. The, uh, probably the biggest loser on the internet, uh, a, a woman who claims her it's her life's goal to get people demonetized and, and harass sponsors, including Tim Pool, if I remember correctly, um, is now getting her rear sued into oblivion. She's gone after damn Bongino. She's gone after, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's gone after Tim Poole. I'm almost certain. Um, because I think it was for VPN or something like that. Well, she's getting sued. And you absolutely love to see it. When the people suing her is
1: ya boy, Rumble.com. By the way, by the way, By the way, by
0: the by, I have a late night show or late night show. I show every day at one o'clock Eastern during the day. If you're not here, you're missing out on all, all the memes. We talk about write offs every day. We brought back fart knocker today. I think that's pretty cool. Rumble files federal lawsuit, defamation lawsuit against co founders purported watchdog group. Rumble, the video sharing platform and cloud services provider, filed a lawsuit today in federal court. In federal court, meaning uh, big money against two co-founders of purported watchdog organization. Uh, uh, I think it is called Check My Ads. I think. Rumble sued Nandidi Jammy and Claire Adkin co-founders of Check My Ads, a 501 c c tax-exempt corporation that routinely targets outlets and platforms that do not adhere to their political worldview. Also named as defendants are John Doe's number 1 through 10 as yet-to-be-identified individuals who help prepare and publish defamatory information on their website. Everybody. Everybody's getting sued. Rumble basically saying, check my ads, more like check these nuts. Rumble is represented by the law firm of Claire Locke LLP, which is among the foremost defamation and first amendment litigators in the United States. As an unapologetically free speech platform, Rumble's mission is to provide all content creators and users a place to speak and listen and debate freely, regardless of their political perspective. When anti-free-speech zealots, whose self-declared mission is to shut Rumble down, lie to inflict intentional economic harm on our company, we have no choice but to hold them accountable, said Rumble chairman and CEO Chris Pavlovsky. Defamation is not free speech. We have filed this lawsuit because we have the responsibility to our shareholders, creators, users, and advertisers to act and not sit idly by when someone attacks our company's reputation solely to silence differing political views, our mission requires it. Jammy has a track record of launching pressure campaigns against advertisers and other outlets, including Fox News and Breitbart, has worked with Media Matters, the hyperpartisan organization that also attempts to hound advertisers to stop spending on outlets that support the free exchange of ideas. The lawsuit alleges that Jammy and Atkin cannot tolerate. Rumble's content-neutral philosophy and wants competing points of view to be silenced. As cited in the suit, the defendants accused Rumble of lying to its shareholders and Securities Exchange Commission about the company's financial health and source of its revenue. Defendants have repeatedly peddled the false narrative that Rumble is primarily monetized by and wholly dependent upon revenue from Google Ads. When in reality, Google ads now represents less than 1% of the company's revenue. The suit states, this narrative is particularly damaging to rumble. The notion that rumble is heavily dependent on ad revenue from Google is wholly inconsistent with rumble's publicly stated mission statement to be free from the political and economic pressures of big tech. And it requires, and it is equally damaging to rumble because it falsely attributes a material and existential financial risk. To the company the defendant stated mission statement is to eliminate rumble's google ad revenue will cause rumble's financial collapse the suit also points out that the defendants knew their claim about rumble's reliance on google ad revenue for survival was false and the defendants refused to correct their statements when rumble demanded a retraction in the suit rumble is seeking actual presumed and punitive damages In addition to all costs and fees associated with the case rumble has asked the court to prohibit the defendants from repeating their false statements and for any other remedies deemed appropriate the lawsuit closely follows the one filed by x against media matters true social another social media company has similarly sued 20 media outlets just absolutely love it the irony is that the defendants piously claim to be in the business of protecting us all from disinformation but they are the ones lying to the public pavlovsky said this lawsuit opens another front in the ongoing war against censorship much like Twitter's recently filed suit against media matters um another entity tried to shut down dissent online and truth socials lawsuit against 20 media outlets for those of us who value free expression and the free exchange of ideas it is important to stand up to bullies. And people who lie and use intimidation tactics are most assuredly bullies, just as they are enemies of free speech. I mean, this is why, you know, I'm so proud to, to work with Rumble, to have my daily show here every day from 1 Eastern, starting at 1 Eastern. Why aren't you watching my daily show? Make sure you make time for it. I'm not asking you to leave YouTube. I'm asking you to stop by Rumble and watch the show. This is
1: why Rumble's doing the right thing again. Again, R- Rumble
0: recently publicized new user demographic data, which showed that users of the platform are politically diverse, contrary to what many critics believe. According to data compiled by Comscore, 35.5% of Rumble users identify as Democrat, 28.9% as independent, and 218 as Republican. So essentially, you know, you have a uh, you have a situation where uh, <laughs> Republicans are not even in the t- they're the least, they're the smallest group. The media narrative has always been that oh, uh, Rumble is you know, uh, just for right wingers. That's not true. I don't consider myself a Republican. I may vote that way occasionally, but i am definitely considered myself more of an independent, libertarian, low libertarian. Some of the response you see Andrew Tate coming in with a G protect free speech. We stand with Rumble. I mean, it didn't X throttle Rumble users as well. I don't know about that. Every time I take Rumble, or share my links. There's no doubt my impressions are way lower. Well, they they, I'm pretty sure that X does, uh, X suppresses all links. John Burke, I'm here for it. This is what we need. Well done. And then you know, I, I I think it's pretty funny. You know, you see, wow. Analytics HQ ref- report finds that Google has been running ads on Breitbart, Breitbart, and porn. And Iran, what a way to get your domain block lists. Uh, what a way to find out your domain block lists don't apply across Google ad prospects, including paid search. I don't know who Nandini, you know, who's funding this woman, but this lawsuit is certainly going to uh, uh, unveil that, you know, they're not a watchdog organization. They're two losers. Oh, Jezebel's coming back! Yay, feminists. I mean, I noticed that they don't seem to—they um, don't seem to mention the lawsuit. They spend a lot of time on on Twitter. What's funny is these people—you know, twenty-eight likes, tw- tw-
1: twenty-eight likes. You know, and, and, and they
0: obviously only target conservative-leaning outlets. They, they don't target,
1: they go after Breitbart, they, you know, they, they conservative-perceived outlets. Nobody even follows, like, Wix is such an unserious company. I spent weeks
0: trying to get them to shut down websites for literal uh, groups of uh, boogaloos, boogaloos, um, and I don't know these is that three percenters? I don't know what that is. They wouldn't do it. so it sounds like they're actually a serious company that they don't let some loser on the
1: internet uh carrying them in and out of protecting their customers you know I, you want to you want to go after the Terrys? That's fine. I'm proud
0: to announce the launch of. Check My Ads HQ Influencer Program
1: with our first partner, Mark Cuban. What? What? He says, you know, if advertisers were getting results from their X ads or possibly if you
0: posted data that showed that ads on the platform were effective and produced results, you'd be in an entirely different position. I mean, Mark Cuban's kind of a moron. I mean, he, 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 he's a good businessman. So I hope, yeah, okay, get Mark Cuban in the lawsuit too. This is your whole life is to try to get people demonetized. I can't wait. I can't wait for the lawsuit. I love it. This is like the, my most favorite
1: news. Yeah, he just sold the Mavs, I think, too.
0: Did she go did she go after Tim Pool? I feel like she did.
1: Uh Tim Pool swatted again just hours after criticizing cancel culture
0: activist Nandimi. Tim Pool swatted hours after I don't think the swatting's were
1: related. I think that there's Yeah, Nandini Jami, Claire I can defund Tucker Carlson, Tim Poole.
0: Just a couple of stanks, or skanks, I mean. We got Yahoo to kill their Glenn Beck ads, Nandini Jami announced during a private video call in February with two colleagues from a group Check My Ads and 20-odd supporters.
1: What? I mean, you're messing with people.
0: You're messing with people's livelihoods. Wait, Tim
1: Pool said cancel culture is fake. Did he say that?
0: What should I put the? What should I put? Uh, what should I what? What what should I put in the? Uh, what should I put the thumbnail? What should the thumbnail say? Smelly
1: crotch gets her comeuppance. No. Um. Let's see. What should I put? Uh, I think probably. Oh, yeah, but it's out of context. Okay. Mostly self-imposed. Hmm. I disagree with that. Um. I suppose I'd have to see the whole point. Fartknocker gets sued by Rumble.
0: Oh, it goes away if people stop cowering to it. Um, canceler gets canceled. There's one. This essentially, this woman who makes it her, her, uh, uh, her entire existence to, uh, attack people like Tim pool and, and, uh, rumble. Um, nobody, I, Nandini exposed Car- Oh, Karen snitch
1: sued by rumble and others. Um, I want to put crotch in there. Can I call her a crotch? Um, like woke Karen gets humbled. It's, hmm, crotch. Uh,
0: I'm trying to think of the, I'm trying to think of the, uh, what
1: how I could even say. Crotch canceler gets her ass canceled. Hey, thanks plugged by Pink. Appreciate you. What would people know her as? Like Um I, I I could put in the thumbnail I'm so happy she's getting sued. Two hours of live stream so just trying to come up with a title. Uh I could say like I can't put I can't put a curse word in it. Crotch goblin. Um, her name is Nandini Nandini Jammy. Cancel crotch gets humbled by rumble. Um Crotch canceler gets her crotch cancel. That's too many crotches, I think. I think I like, um, should I say, like, uh, woke goblin? I could say, like, woke goblin gets. destroyed maybe I was thinking like uh I was thinking of just putting like I was thinking like uh
0: maybe I just put I'm so happy she's getting sued
1: That's what I'm going to put Because I think like that that might be a little more like interesting. Because people are like, "Oh, why do you wanna? Why are you happy she's getting sued?" Shout out! I was not expecting that. uh, uh hold on a second. But on
0: Twitter, I can say, um, "Smelly." I could say uh, smelly crotch goblin Nandini jammy getting her ass sued into oblivion is uh, uh, the
1: kind of hopium I needed today. There. Not a good smelling person, yeah. I love it. I love it. What's her name, Nandini? Yeah. This chick. Um, okay. Let's get back on topic here. Here we go. The Jimmy Kimmel thing, uh, he's
0: getting canceled because he called a trans person. He said because he said this. Are you ready for it? I, I warn you, this is going to be offensive. He's interviewing uh, some trans individual uh, about Hunger Games.
1: Uh, well, I mean, for
0: Halloween, I- so it's a biological man. I was obsessed with how the Capitol people were in but I'll tell you this, at least they got the boobs and they committed
1: to the bit. I'll say that. Costumes and I made my own costume. What? Oh, bud. I know. This
0: is unbelievable. This is really cool. Yeah, I think. Now you're a- in Hunger Games. I know. As a capital As a capital person. person. It's crazy. It's really, it's, it, yeah, crazy. Look at you. Yeah. Congratulations, bud. Come on. He called
1: he called a trans individual bud. That's it. That's it. That's all he did. That's it. He didn't even he didn't even misgender or dead name
0: or anything but the trans mafia on twitter which is probably the most um you know i've i've met i mean, i know trans people like in real life
1: and they're not this fragile but the ones that spend all day on twitter pathetic Pathetic. That's it. That's what he's getting canceled for. This, however, is not cancelable. Video of Tim
0: on YouTube was cancel culture is not real. People are scared of a fake boogeyman. I disagree. Uh, well, yeah, it's 100% real. I mean, they get you demonetized or something on YouTube, that your career is over for the most part. Unless you're huge like Crowder or Bongino or something like that where you can mobilize your fans to uh, give you money. Uh, cancel culture is uh, cancel culture is a 1000% a real thing that is not just quote-unquote made up, you know? I get maybe the point he's trying to make, a little more nuanced, like, you can, you can,
1: you can ignore a certain level of it. Another day and another
0: Disney Christmas movie uh, apparently, uh, spice kids and, uh, just jam-packed loaded. Uh, one of the stars apparently has two dads. Um, uh, the, the, the kids are, uh, you know, being, well, it's all just gross. And, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it because Disney is disgusting. Now, this stuff is not new, by the way. Um... For Disney, but uh, this comes via The Federalist. Disney's new movie, Disney's new Christmas movie, uh, uh, Spicefies Kids. Disney is, is uh, doing it again and, pu- and also pushing LGBTQ identification, even a TV PG family movie about Christmas. At the 1155 mark of, quote, the naughty nine, which is the name of the movie, I guess, released on November 22nd, Disney portrays the female, the lead female character's home. Her four siblings are opening gifts around the Christmas tree, and one child tells another to go to dad. Dad is shown standing alongside a much taller man who has his arm around dad's shoulder when he then lingerly drapes along dad's back as they walk off. There's no mom around, just in case it's not not clear to the audience. Later on, they are referred to as, quote, dads. Portraying two dads as uh, as normal is one thing, but in another scene, at the 1905 mark, John Anthony, a boy with gay mannerisms, played by Derek McCabe, is selling clothing under his own designer label. To a potential buyer, asking about the item, he gestures at another taller male and says, I told that hottie over there I'd sell to him for
1: $200. What? I mean, what? Hollywood's Christmas movies
0: rarely include christ in the the christ and christmas anymore please nudge my memory on when they last did but to me this is a new low with this scene disney is uh you know spiceifying kids and blurring lines of what's acceptable behavior later on john also calls the male lead character andy played by winslow fergley cute which quite isn't quite as you know uh over the top as hottie but it adds that element It's not clear how old John's character is supposed to be, but Andy is in fifth grade, and a couple of the naughty nine kids in the movie appear much younger than him. Fifth graders are usually around 10 or 11. Maybe John's a fifth grader too, since he's following a fifth grader on a mission to see Santa, and kids don't tend to take orders from younger kids. Either way, John is using um, a, a romantically charged language with a 5th grader, and with little kids watching the movie, I know real 5th graders who still believe in Santa, and I cherish their innocence. Wait, what do you mean still
1: believe in Santa? What? Wait, what? 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 What do they mean still believe, guys?
0: What, what does that mean? still still believe are these anyway there's also the disturbing aspect that john's characters may have just been hit on by an older male when he called him a hottie sure maybe cute teen boy pop-up um aiden miller as the credits call him is actually the same age in which case john is a teen and he called a fifth grader cute in a questionable way but children are viewing children viewing the movie would see that cute teen is taller and more masculine, which could be easily could easily give them the impression that he is older. An adult wouldn't assume that the two are different ages. So impressionable young viewer might see a child using suggestive language with a more mature male and could be encouraged to do the same. Of course, with kids just a year or two is significant maturation. You know sometimes. I will say, you know sometimes uh, people who are who are more conservative can be just as like reactionary and cancel culture as people on the left. Sometimes it's like a huge reach. I forget what there was some instance of that like the other I think it was I forget what it was it was like. It was really a stretch that uh, people. I forget what it was now. It was like a couple weeks ago. I I stuck my nose in it on Twitter and said everyone should just chill. This particular case is not one of those. I don't think. I mean, is it a bit of a stretch? Is it a throwaway line in a Disney movie? Ah, uh, yeah. But it's you have to look at the the entirety of the case. You have to look at Disney's history. You have to look at why Why even have this line in there? Why is a fifth grader calling an, an, an older boy a hottie? And then it writes, Christians aren't hateful. They just don't want romance and stuff pushed on kids. I'm not sure how typical this is of Disney programming because like other Christians, I've tried to avoid many of Disney movies after they started to introduce more adult themes to kids. Christians' beliefs... Are based on the bible and they don't want movies pushing ideas they believe are wrong especially to children anyone calling that hate is being intolerant of christians religious beliefs and arguably hate themselves jesus specifically talks about this saying if anyone cause one of these little ones those who believe in me to stumble it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea Of course, we learned more about what's going on behind the scenes at Disney last year when audio leak showed a Disney producer boast about her efforts, quote, adding queerness to children's programming. Our leadership over here has been so welcoming to my, like, quote, not at all secret gay agenda. We remember this. Right.
1: This was a real thing. This is not paraphrasing. Executive producer
0: for Disney Television Animation wrote, I was just wherever I could, just basically adding queerness. No one would stop me, and no one was trying to stop me. Another Disney employee, Produ- production coordinator Alan March, said in a video that he had created a tracker of our background characters to make sure that we have the full breadth of exception with all of our gender nonconforming characters. Disney also vowed to fight Florida's Parental Rights and Education Law passed in 2022, which bars educators from instructing kindergarten through third grade students about, you know, bedroom ideology. Conservative families looking for new alternatives to Disney and the like should check out the new Bent Key and other companies. As for Naughty Nine, its trailer makes the movie look like it'll be fun adventure about nine kids storming the North Pole. Yeah, I mean... Is it just two little lines? Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, but I've seen other people were sending me this. Like other people have noticed it and sent me this story over the past couple days. Uh, I don't know why you're making kids f- like feminine and and, and uh, gay and stuff like that. I don't think it adds anything to the quality of the show. And when you are going out of your way to do this stuff
1: with the kids, uh, I think that, like, I, I look at you a little differently. You know,
0: we already know that, like, Hollywood worships LGBTQ people, right? They put them on a pedestal, they give them acting jobs, they, they, uh, you're not allowed to criticize them. We know that they're obsessed with it, but we also know that. In the last 13 films combined, Disney has lost $750 million. People are not going to see this crap. It's a kid's movie. Did you have to put sexuality into it? Did you just have to? The thing is, I think the answer is yes. I think that these people are truly deranged. And the act that, you know, when you're talking about I have a secret gay agenda, this, that, and the other thing, they told us all. They called us conspiracy theorists and homophobes forever suggesting that this was like in like on purpose, you know, that this was a part of an actual agenda. And then they just came out and said it. This boy here does not look like he's in fifth grade.
1: And why is he calling him a hottie? That's just gross. I, I mean, I don't really
0: know, like what is this? You know, I just wonder, like th- th- these people have a disease you know that that's but but basically what I can say. that's that's you know, is it?
1: I I don't know. All I can say is I'm happy that people are not are not watching this crap. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be it's supposed to be
0: just a good old fashioned Christmas tale. The Naughty Nine is
1: now streaming on Disney Plus. Santa's also black, by the way.
0: (laughs) Also, also Santa's black. (laughs) I mean, also Santa's black.
1: I mean, on top of everything else, Santa's black. Now, I don't care... I like Danny Glover. I think that in like
0: uh, black households, they probably view Christmas you know, uh, Santa Claus as black, too. I don't think that that's really not I don't really think that's that big of a deal. but we we know why we know why he's black. It's Disney. Every one of these kids is a different nationality. every single one of them. and of course, the fifth, of fifth grader's gay.
1: Sigh. Lay sigh. That's Disney for ya. <laughs> of course he's black. Of course. You know his wife's Asian too, or Latino. That's a fact, Jack. That's a fact, Jack. Sidless one, of course Santa is
0: black. A white man would never wear a red velvet suit. But Mrs. Claus is
1: white because if she were black, they'd be living in Atlanta close to her mama. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a a freaking course, you know, of course he's black. Of course, of course, of course, Santa's black. where is this okay so by the way i don't know if you knew this but we talked about
0: before i got derailed by the way here's that kid in blackface having the fans and the and the players cheer him on
1: Also Also in the news He's Native American He's actually Native American Like actual Native American What a what an amazing thing to happen!
0: Like what a truly amazing thing to happen to be bestowed upon
1: us on this the twenty ninth day of November. And so the mom, r- r- <laughs> they should sue them. Now this
0: weirdo, the guy that was tweeting it all uh, has not has deleted the tweets
1: but not his massive amount of copium it still continues today Did he delete that one?
0: He No, he didn't. So Kevin Sobro said, Hey, Karen Phillips, Deadspin, when you're done writing this kid a big fat check, could you make something up about me? I'll use the
1: defamation suit to fund my next movie. 10,000 likes. I'm pretty sure this kid is, I mean, just think about it. This freaking
0: guy, this freaking guy. (sighs) This freaking guy tried to cancel a
1: child. He tried to cancel a child.
0: And he's still out here acting like he didn't do anything wrong. Now I suspect some lawyer told him that he can't he can't apologize because then um that would admit guilt. But yeah, his mother, Shannon Armenta, confirmed that her son was the one in the middle of the controversy. Gets even better. Chiefs players saw Holden at the game and decided to join him in his Tomahawk chop. Chop, Black players were so offended by the blackface that they copied Holden's chop. What an embarrassment for Deadspin. Oh, and he's also Native American. Everyone asked to take a photo with him. He's Native American. People are ridiculous. They said, real Kansas City. During Sunday's broadcast, this kid was shown. Everyone's making a massive deal out of it. You're only trying to show one side of his face to push their narrative. Leave this kid alone. <laughs> Look, at it turns out this Casey Warpaint kid, Warp- Warpaint kid holding our meta can really ball. Look at him go. Oh, here he is, his safety. Nice tackle. Here he is. Yeah, he plays safety. Another nice tackle. Let's see here.
1: Another nice tackle. I love it. I love it. This kid should get a,
0: this kid's going to get like a, uh, a scholarship. He's going to cash in and he should, by the way. And this is the type of thing, by the way, also
1: that should bankrupt a company. He's not a child to them. He's a white patriarch. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. You're probably right. That Covington kid. Now,
0: we don't, I don't know if it was ever actually, like, announced. I don't know if it was actually, if it was ever actually announced how much the Covington kid got. But somebody, yeah, Trump will call him. Yeah, yep. That's for sure. Will the ACLU have a comment? No, I don't think they will. Yeah. There will be no repercussions. There never are for attacking white people. Well, I'll tell you what. He's not white.
1: That's the great part. So there will be repercussions. Sandman had something like 4 or
0: 7 million from CNN. Was that ever actually publicly reported? I think I heard it was a couple of millions or something like that. I, I did think it was a, a couple of million. Didn't, um, didn't Hulk Hogan bankrupt? What was the company that Hulk Hogan sued? And he he literally took the entire company down. They like promoted as they like released a sex tape or something like that. Who was that? You can you can't like it wasn't Buzzfeed Gawker yeah. So I mean it's not even without precedent. You know so it's not it's not. It wasn't only Hulk Hogan.
1: Uh Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, him. Yeah, that was uh That was uh that was good. I have a shocking report. Uh just two
0: days ago i reported on this channel that the $250 million production that was She-Hulk, the disaster, was getting renewed. It had been reported on several outlets that they were renewing the show. But it looks like that is actually not happening. And they are canceling the show. Why? Because it had... Legendary drops in ratings. And it cost as much as an Avengers movie to produce. So we have this article. You know, let's just go back to this, right? She Hulk was the show that, again, everybody liked to tweet about. Everybody liked to tweet. Everyone liked to tweet about it. Nobody watched it. You know, the, nobody watched it. The show was hot garbage. Okay, just hot garbage CW level with an actual massive budget. 250 million dollars. Look guys, it's quite simple. As some of you, it it it's look guys, it's quite simple as some of you it appears don't like it, don't watch it. You see this reply back in september famous last words of every woke show canceled by low viewership now we have two different articles here you see this why a second season of she hulk attorney at law is a terrible idea everyone's not so favorite gamma powered layer lawyer might apparently get a second season thanks to marvel studios obliviousness so it wrote and like yeah, just then you know i also covered this it's no secret that the first season of she-hulk left a lot to be desired marvel seems to have completely lost its ability to transform the unconventional into entertainment gold which explains why most of its projects nowadays are missing the mark however she-hulk attorney a lot was the mcu at its lowest and then we could rant all day about why the series didn't deserve a second round let's just hit the highlights A significant point of contention was the show's CGI, the visual effects, which would have ideally enhanced the Disney Plus series, often distracted uh, detracted from the overall experience. Unfortunately, this issue is not unique to She-Hulk as we've witnessed terrible video effects and other recent Marvel projects like Black Widow and Ant-Man and the Wasp, we'd wager that this pattern will continue even a potential second season. Character development is another crucial aspect that needs reworking compelling relatable characters are central to any storyline praise worthy of praise and here she-hulk faltered hard jennifer walter's character arc was underwhelming lacking the nuance that makes characters relatable to audiences the shortfall was amplified by the superficial treatment of bruce banner's complex persona and underwhelming return of tim roth's abomination a character who once commanded considerable presence during marvel's heydays additionally the series commitment to legal drama premise was surprisingly shallow. For a show titled She-Hulk Attorney at Law, the exploration of Walter's legal career was minimal at best. This disparity between the show's title and its content might not, might leave non-comic readers feeling short-changed. Expecting one thing, but be presented with another altogether. I think that if they would have stayed in the, in the classroom, or in the courtroom, probably would have been better. But now, Apparently,
1: uh, you know, John Trent initially covered. Now,
0: a new rumor claims that Marvel Studios is likely to scrap a planned second season for She uh, Hulk attorney at law due to poor audience reception. This later this rumor comes from Scooper T. Thwip, who posted. She-Hulk originally planned to have a Season 2, but due to poor reception, it's probably not going to happen. The show had extremely... The show an extremely poor premiere viewership ratings after it debuted on August 18th at Disney+. Plus. It did not even chart in Nielsen's Top 10 uh, for the week, August 15th through the 21st. It had lower viewership than 10th place Instant Dreamhouse which only garnered 395 minutes, 395 million minutes viewed. In the show season finale, which aired on October 13th, it did draw 526 million minutes views viewed as reported by Disney+. Plus. However, it's unclear how many of those minutes were actually just the season finale and how many people were binging the entire season all at once. I mean, I guess that, that doesn't really matter. You know, if people are watching it, they're watching it. Not only did the show receive poor viewership ratings, but the show had poor audience scores on IMDb that currently has an abysmal 5.3 out of 10, um, with an overwhelming 30% of reviewers giving it a 1. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an average audience review score of 32%. The latest rumor flies in the face of a previous rumor from the scooper, My Time to Shine Hello, who claimed a second season would indeed be made. At the end of August, they shared She-Hulk season two is happening, or should I say will happen post-strike. The odds of a second season also seemed to be high, given Marvel studio boss Kevin Feige had high praise for the show and defended its controversial storyline. Back in February, Feige told Entertainment Weekly, She-Hulk, for example, was an experiment. Let's just do a legal comedy. What if Ally McBeal was a superhero? How do we do a legal sitcom with an incredibly expensive CG character in the middle of every episode? And I couldn't be happier with the tone that Jessica Gao had set for that. It's a very different tone than many other projects have, and that was totally intentional. Well, I think the show had some room for some level of charm. But $250 million? Actress Tatiana Maslany, who played She-Hulk, was asked about expecting to face trolls when she signed on for the role. She informed Variety reading the script. It was so true. There's so much resistance to a woman just existing. Yeah, everyone hates Black Widow. I remember that. Um, In a space of superheroes. Were there a lot of complaints about the Wasp? I don't think so. There's always going to be that, I sort of anticipated. She then added, it's why I feel so important. There's so much entitlement to space held by certain people she's talking about men and to even exist as she hulk is like a huge f you and i love that that's what motivates these people is you know motivating it that's that's the thing
1: like what motivates them pissing you off yeah storm from the x-men everyone everyone hated her too right
0: Even negative commentary, I always interpret as engagement. If people are that angry, then they're paying attention. I look at all things as positive. I mean, I guess that's probably a fine position to have. Now, I I don't know, um, you know, ultimately how this works out. Now, this is a follow-up. You know, Ford's dived into the financial quagmire. The show cost $250 million. I don't know if this person is a reliable, you know,
1: we live giving you guys upcoming projects so they are a scooper apparently still better than miss
0: marvel i hope they i still hope they go through with it look i hope that they do put it out i mean you, you see i'm done with marvel if it's canceled to be honest you can't cancel a-list characters again and expect the audience to keep watch- watching It was bad enough with Hulk not doing that again. At least the comics are doing well. Are they doing well? Pretty sure that Marvel comics are completely collapsing. You kind of have a mixture of people in here who are saying, you know, who are celebrating it. And then you have people who are genuinely sad about it. So I I don't know. You know, I don't think that, you know, I think that Disney is looking to cut cost. That's what I, that's what I'm guessing. I, I, I highly rec- I highly would, you know, I think definitely you see here, Marvel removed She-Hulk series from MCU. Season 2 canceled. She-Hulk cut, canceled forever. I mean, th- it, that was nine minutes ago. So it looks like that might be it. That might actually be it. I've read a lot of She-Hulk comics, and they're all bad. That's why they keep getting canceled. Um, Ripperonis Pepperonis to uh and a great source of cringe i don't think um you know i don't think that canceling it is good for for the space you know what i mean i don't think that uh i don't think that you know as from heels versus babyface is going to be happy that the show got canceled that's a big part of his you know watching him suffer through these shows is genuine entertainment the also the budget of secret wars is over 200 million now, if you just look at 17 hours ago, right? Scooper on Monday, She-Hulk season two is in the work. Another Scooper on Tuesday, She-Hulk season two is canceled. Do people do people see how you're getting played from all angles, either up yeah, with or without? These grifters will give it to you. I mean, it's possible. You know, it's possible. I, I, I would recommend, I would think that they probably would renew it, but if it really is canceled, good. I guess, one less terrible show on TV, I suppose, it remain to be seen. I mean, we all know when when and if they do cancel, it'll be your fault. And I'm talking to you. It's your fault you didn't watch it. It's your fault you made fun of it. It's your fault that you didn't like
1: a twerking She-Hulk. That's your fault, not Marvel's. I mean that's that that's ultimately
0: what how it's gonna be spun. The toxic men babies just weren't ready for She-Hulk. I don't know if I'm actually gonna put that video out. I don't know if I'm super convinced that it's been canceled. Sometimes you gotta be careful. You know, you gotta be careful with these like just some random dude makes a
1: tweet, like, and it spawns a hundred articles. You know, I don't know about all that. I think that, I think that almost almost anything
0: that Marvel puts out right now is doomed. I can't think of anything. Uh, I can't think of anything that I that Marvel could put out that would just be a banger. I think people have just are over it.
1: People are just completely over it. Discussing film. Oh, they blocked me. That's weird. They probably didn't like that. Uh... Wait a minute. Uh, where's their website? Oh, it's dotnet. Plebs. Plebs. Trying to find this article. Ah, I hate this layout. I can't. There's no flow to this website. There's no flow. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Bob Iger. Uh I think it was like The new follow television
0: show has a writer from Captain Marvel and the director of Westworld. It's gonna be amaze the message. Amazon has picked up and carried on with DEI carried on the
1: DEI torch. Yay. Oh boy. Where is this? I just want... Oh, it's on deadline. It's on deadline. Okay, hold on. There we go. Here we go. Oh, I had the freaking article up the whole time. Well,
0: Bob Iger has uh, held his emergency town hall meeting with employees and staff at Disney. And uh, it sounds like there's going to be some major changes. There's going to be a lot of cutbacks. And I think that that is inevitable. Uh, I talked about in a video yesterday, the last 13 films combined for Disney has led to a $750 million loss with only one out of the last 13 films making money. It's absolutely nuts. Well, now Bob Iger's out there saying, uh, we're going to be taking quality. We want quality over quantity. Apparently. Now I haven't seen quality from Disney for a very long time, but this could be a nod to the fact that we have an immense level of superhero fatigue, uh, and this also goes to when I talked about why these movies are failing, why these, why Marvel movies are failing now. It's because they're no longer an event; they're no longer they're no longer water cooler television shows or movies. No one cares. No one cares. And once you lose that, and I can just stream it whenever I want, you know, after the fact, uh, you're going to start losing a lot of money at the box office. Disney execs talk quality over quantity. Plug Parks say ESPN is still uh, eyeing a 2025 direct-to-consumer launch. What? Bob Iger and top executives stressed a commitment to quality over quantity as the studio's film slate has had a bumpy ride. Talked up the parks and ESPN looked at its future of television in an anticipated all hands-on-deck town hall today, one year after the Disney CEO has returned. I spent the year with the team fixing a lot of things, Iger said, but I feel we've just emerged from a period of a lot of fixing to one of building again. And I can tell you that building is a lot more fun than fixing. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't know how, I forget how long Bob Chappell was there, a couple years maybe. Basically, all the movies that came out, from what I understand, were created under Bob Iger. All the decisions that Disney we saw realized in the past two or three years are not Bob Chappell's decisions. In assessing some of our performance recently, One of the reasons I believe it's fallen off a bit is that we're making too much, Iger said. I think when it comes to creativity, quality is critical. And of course, and quality in many ways, quantity in many ways can destroy quality. Storytelling, obviously, is the core of what we do at as a company. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I think that you, you look at what Disney, I mean, that's a lot of copium. You know, people are still going to the movies. I mean, I don't know how many times I'll make this example, but, you know, a billion dollars from Oppenheimer, a billion dollars for Barbie, three, four, five hundred million dollars on a forty million dollar budget for Five Nights at Freddy's, whatever it is. He goes on, I knew there would be a myriad of challenges I would face coming back. I won't say that it's been easy, but I've never second guessed the decision to come back. I don't believe you. And it feels great. I talk about optimism being an extraordinarily important trait of a leader because no one wants to follow a pessimist. But I also believe that the hopeless optimism doesn't do anyone any good. I think real reason, the real reason we have Disney is to be optimists. So attendees at the in-person in New York City appreciated Iger's sense of showmanship at the Broadway venue that is home to the Lion King. But one thing did not go very well. No Q&A resulting in some grumbling as the lights came up and staffers filed out a few told deadline they felt the lack of direct feedback wasn't clearly communicated in advance well yeah of course they're not going to take questions from from people because then they'd have to answer those tough questions you know pom-poms waving on disney theme parks with the MRO noting a $60 billion investment at the division and underscoring how attendance has rebounded since the coup. The success of Frozen Land at Hong Kong Disneyland shows Disney still got the touch of bringing franchises to life. I don't even know what is it, I'm assuming Frozen, the movie. I mean, I, I would assume. Bergman, as Iger did today, has in recent months acknowledged a year of misfires with the latest wish following the marvels and indiana jones of the dial of destiny great storytelling isn't just a box office or rating story but has a ripple effect on the parks and consumer products but bergman promised the studio will learn from uh the studio will learned what that's not written right the studio learned from its down here at the box office and will move on to a slate that includes the omen prequel
1: the omen prequel a prequel to The Omen? I don't get it. What's the prequel? That movie doesn't need a prequel.
0: By the way, also, can I say... Possession movies, things like that... Kind of played out. I like them, too. They're one of my favorite you know, genres. But now everybody's making them. And I feel a little oversaturated. And I feel a little like... I feel a little exhausted by them. Um, A new Planet of the Apes. So this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Here's what their slate next year is. A prequel, a sequel, a sequel, a sequel, and a sequel. That's what they have coming out. A prequel, a sequel, a sequel, a sequel, and a sequel nothing original nothing new omen prequel a new planet of the apes again who the hell wants? who the hell is asking for another planet of the apes movie do these people have like any do they have any idea what their consumers want i never wanted any of the planet of the apes remakes they didn't need to be remade This is not going to get better for them. I mean, Deadpool 3 will probably do okay. People like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds and he does it really well. Inside Out 2? Who's asking for another alien movie? Or dead, you know, Deadpool 3 will be fine. I'm not saying you can't do sequels. People do like them. But I think if you're looking at like you're trying to look down the road, you're trying to look down the, you know, the highway and make me feel like you've got some good things coming, I don't I am not filled with optimism. Sequels, prequels and reboots. That's all Disney's that's Disney's big idea? We obviously want to build our studio back to making not only great films consistently, but to, pre-eminate status in the, to the preeminent status in the business. David Muir of ABC News moderated the anticipated all-hands meeting. The company faces a of challenges, have grown and morphed in the years since Iger's sudden reprised role as chief executive. Things were tough uh, then as well, but Iger's presence has reassured investors and employers. The big news at last year's town hall was no merger with Apple addressing rumors and no new acquisitions. All true so far, save for the upcoming multi-billion dollar purchase of Comcast stake and Hulu. Iger got down to work unwinding an unpopular corporate structure devised by his anointed predecessor, Bob Chappick, and going on to cut 7,000 jobs. He recently split ESPN off into its own division, and he jolted the media world earlier this year when he indicated he'd be open to alternatives for ABC and Disney's cable networks, and stations as linear television continues to decline. I mean like, you know, I I don't really know how this I, this has not filled me with any kind of hope. <coughs> Even if they stay if they stay out of the political decisions, right? They stay out of making po- politics. We just talked about in another video. I guess I I, I don't know when you're going to see this video, but they literally have a Christmas movie that uh that is gr- has gross stuff in it with kids making a 5-year-old LGBTQ apparently a fifth grader and then having him hit on another guy why Disney's priorities right now according to Iger are continuing to build out their theme parks tuning in turning ESPN into the preeminent digital sports platform and bringing ESPN direct to consumers. Great. Now we can buy another flipping app.
1: Cool. Cool. I can buy another app. Here's I, I go to hell. This week, they're talking quality over quantity. Next week, they'll greenlight
0: another 20 Star Wars spinoffs. They'll probably do a series all about the owner of Cantina. Exactly. I mean, comedy writers themselves can't make this stuff up. Iger goes on and on about quality over quantity as bergman chimes in about the slew of prequels and sequels i mean imagine a car salesman at a big dealership saying we've really put our efforts into the latest and greatest technology and innovation in the car car models but hey let me show you the umpteenth edition of our tired old suv the classics am i right they don't learn until they learn but nobody really wants to learn their temple franchise and formulaic projects bombed this year they don't have the guts to develop new material despite paying lip service to the creatives and artists. A decade or so ago, Disney leadership went on and on about animation being the DNA of the Walt Disney Company, but all they do is push look-alike animated films with the same tired insert young girl with XYZ family obstacle while remaking their actual animated classes, classics into forgettable live action throwaways. Wow, based comment. And when it doesn't perform well, they take it out on the employees in the form of layoffs. I, I would say I feel like this person either has investments in Disney
1: or they work there. Like that's a that's a base comment.
0: When do the employees revolt and start pelting them with rotten fruit? Um, <laughs> Hulu is a nightmare. NBC and CBS have both pulled 95% of their content, and Disney has pulled about 75 TV shows from their platform so they don't have to play residuals on them. This is, uh, you know, this is uh, not great. You know, the, meeting with your all hands on deck, you know, we've got to pander harder, Nerd point pointed out. Yeah, I'd say that that's probably what, what uh, Bob Chappick probably, or Bob Iger probably said. <clears throat> we've got to we've got to pander harder, folks. Didn't you know? We have to we have to pander harder. It's not
1: working because we're not pandering hard enough. Give me a break. You know, I just I don't understand I don't understand why these people it's it seems
0: so simple to me. I guess the argument is, it's really not easy to just create something new. I get that.
1: I I do, I get that. But I also wonder, uh, I also wonder, if that's the reason they're not doing it. You know what I mean? Like, is that the reason they're actually not doing it? I get the feeling that that is not. I get the, I, I get, I get the feeling that that is not why they're doing it. You know, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've
0: hit you all with a get woke, go broke. Now, the mainstream press continues to butcher the same by saying go woke, go broke. It's just worse in every conceivable way.
1: Get woke, go broke. Don't go woke, go broke. That sounds like trash. Trash. Wait, the quartering, Jeremy Boring roasted by Timcast fans. What happened? Oh, was was he on the show? Was he uh was he on the show?
0: You can you can go with got woke went broke. Oh, Jeremy Boring was on PBD yesterday too, and I checked it out. Literally boring. Oh yeah, promoting his movie. Dude, I I stand by. I I I. Is, uh, it was a dark night last night, so I had a few drinks. I sent out some like inflammatory, uh, some inflammatory uh, tweets that I later deleted. But like, the more I think, I mean, it's fine that their their movie exists. He also promoted removing anonymity from social media. Really? I think their movie. I think that that their their uh, movie looks cringe, and I probably wouldn't pay to see it. But um, I know that a lot of people will, and I guess that's just fine. But like, I'm not. I'm. You know, it looks like it looks like dumb, like boomer grandpa. Jokes. Woke books bought for huge advanced advances by inexperienced editors hired post-George Floyd have flopped, including $500,000 for a queer feminist novel that sold only 3,500 copies and Elliot Page's $3,000,000 transgender memoir that sold just 68,000 copies. Now that would not be a problem if you were charging $10,000 a book. But I don't think that that's I don't think that's what they're charging. I have a feeling that's a little less than $10,000 a copy. I mean if you're not paying $10,000 a copy for Elliot Page's trans memoir, then you're probably a transphobe. But hey, as you guys know, it's, it's it's a nice tax write-off. I guess. I've often thought about, by the way, you know, side note, even though this is a structured video, I've thought about writing a book for years now. I think... I mean 68,000 copies is not nothing. I don't think I could sell that many copies. But I definitely wouldn't. I mean, if if you do the math, if you mountain do the math, right? You're talking about a lot of money. You know, they, they paid 44 they, they 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 paid $44 per book that she sold or that Elliot Page sold whatever they probably sold the book for like ten dollars ten to fifteen dollars by the way i've never seen somebody look less happy i'm not sure i would use elliot page as the poster person for transness i would rather i mean to be totally honest i would use dylan mulvaney way before her right way before elliot page Woke books that were bought for huge... So just so you guys know, advances are... You're paying this person 3-4 million dollars to write a book... In the hopes that people... The pr- thing is, real people don't care about this stuff. Nobody's sitting at the, at the Walmart going through their book section... Wondering what some tr- somebody who chopped off... The, who gave themselves a double mastectomy... Uh, and didn't have cancer... That is not an interesting story. People are buying the 100th Ken Burns book or whoever that whoever that guy is that's always his books selling all the airports. I don't think Ken Burns. Ken Burns was the PBS documentarian, I think, right? Um so Among the works Responsible for Huge Losses is a once hotly anticipated memoir by the actor Elliot Page about their transitioning journey. Page Boy received a $3 million advance, but only sold 68,000 copies. Industry standards suggest that publishers paying roughly $7 per book sold is considered a good deal. Wow. So $7 a book, you know, they were thinking that they were going to sell hundreds of thousands of copies. hundreds of thousands of copies. 68,000 is like pretty impressive to be honest with you. Like if I sold if I wrote a book and I sold 68,000 copies, well, if you I don't know what people charge for books, 20 bucks. If my cost was 12 bucks to print it, I'd feel pretty good. 60,000 times 7, you know, that's a nice little chunk of change. 10,000 times 7 is a really nice chunk of change. But see these all these like woke idiots thought just because they spend all day on Twitter that that in these people you know all these uh, trans individuals are getting hundreds of thousands of retweets from bots. By the way, my opinion, most of these most of all these like viral like trans issues tweets on Twitter are are getting pushed by bots. That's my opinion. Prove me wrong. I know for 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 one. Um, There's one individual, a prominent trans individual, who very clearly
1: uses bots on their own tweets. Other recent woke flops are Caroline Farrell's Dear
0: Miss Metropolitan, described by the New York Times as a story about three girls, black and biracial, oh thank God, who are kidnapped and thrown in the basement of a decaying house in Queens. Want to bet the kidnapper's a black mega-type person or white? I mean, the novel is acquired in a deal estimated to be worth more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars, but has sold just three thousand copies. I mean, look at Brian Stelter. If this number, I don't know if Mark Dice was memeing or if it's true. That loser from CNN was on every major news outlet shilling his book, and he sold just 3,500 copies.
1: He said that Trump sued him to try to stop the release of that book.
0: Another example is Queer Feminist Western, Lucky Ride, by Claudia Cravens, which has sold 3,500 copies despite commanding a $500,000 advance. You know, by the way, the, that advance is a calculated gamble based on sales projections, right? So, I don't know, I don't know how it necessarily works, but I assume you get some sort of advance, and then you probably get some small cut of sales. Meanwhile, established white authors who, uh, have complained that they're facing more barriers to get published. Crime novelist James Patterson, that's who I was thinking of, um, drew criticism after he likened the situation to just another form of racism. He later apologized, but a similar made point was made by Joyce Carol, Oates, Joyce Carol Oates. A friend who is a literary literary agent told me that he cannot even get editors to read first novels by young white male writers, no matter how good, they are not interested. It's funny, like, they again they don't even care they have zero care in the world they have zero care in the world there's zero concern to um you know giving us good books you want to know why there's no good books at the library it's because of woke editors and and publishing houses are not producing them they're rejecting them now i'm not saying just because some young white guy made it it's inherently good but one would one would guess that there's probably some good books in there that they're just ignoring because they're not a bi-curious uh, whammon of color. By the way, why do you think so many of these stars are coming out as bi and um, gender and all this stuff? It's so they can get jobs. When asked what other editions of knowledge they were discriminating against writers because of their skin color, the editor replied, I don't think it was worded quite as blatantly as that. It was worded more like, is this the right time to be championing authors of more traditional backgrounds? Often the language was a bit opaque. Another editor at a major publishing house admitted to the outlet that they were seeking to pursue more conservative works, um, must be willing to deal with interpersonal discomfort, being treated as marginal, or looked on with suspicion by their colleagues several industry experts noted a trend towards hiring editors of color in the wake of floyd for some reason by the way did you guys see that video that was floating around the internet that there was like a little baggie that he dropped out on the concrete i don't know if that was real or not but like the cops never even noticed it um among them was nadzeli naito hired by flatiron who brought nasheed nuisance my government means to end me for $250,000 so far sales for that track uh, according to S- tracker bookscan it has sold nearly 4500 copies however the platform does not monitor digital downloads well you don't make any money on digital downloads well, i guess maybe oh jamel hill's on the list ha <laughs> television host jamel hill sold just 5400 copies of her book Despite positive reviews.
1: Get wrecked, Jamel Hill, you crotch. You know, you see, uh, even those prior profile not
0: immune to commercial flop. Former television host Jamel Hill spent months promoting her memoir. By the way, why do you have a memoir? You've done nothing. But despite the media blitz, the book sold just over 5,000 Copies in a few months and failed to crack the, crack the two, top 200 on Apple Books, USA Today, or the New York Times, despite glowing reviews from the outlet. I mean, you just hate to see it. You just hate to see it. I mean, I don't. I think it's awesome, and I hope you do too. But I, I, I think you ultimately, all these idiots, you know, I, I think that... Uh, <laughs> It's pretty hilarious to me. You know, like, I, I think that uh, I think that ultimately all this is uh, is good. It's the market corrected. You know, the marking the market is correcting itself. Ah, uh, hold on.
1: Let's see. I want to just roast this.
0: Anywhere. I just wanted to put out a tweet, you know. I just wanted to put out a tweet roasting Jamel Hill's stupid ass.
1: Because she is a stupid ass. All right. That's the show for today.
0: We got through all the topics a little earlier than expected. Make sure if, you, if you're new to the show that you click that follow button down below. Uh, that way you actually get notified when I go live. If you don't have the Rumble app, get the Rumble app. Follow the quartering on there. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll be back in 22 hours uh, with a full show Thursday. Actually, wait a minute. Who do I have for guests? Do I have guests tomorrow? I keep forget Thursday and Fridays. I have guests now. Um,
1: tomorrow I got Dave Landau. So Dave Landau will be here
0: tomorrow. that's kind of cool so tune in Dave Landau is scheduled to be here tomorrow take it easy